Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm recording two episodes back to back, y'all. <laughs> but this is what happens when you missed or you miss recording a week's worth of episode because y'all, I am getting back on the game because my anniversary of my podcast releasing, I think is in December. And I just plan on going to the next year being super consistent, period. Like I'm not going to let up on this podcast missing y'all's ears. So if I'm a little late, that's fine. I'm going to get back on it. But we are in part two of the self-esteem worthiness episode. And I am going to be talking to you today about the aspect of worthiness and what I have learned specifically about worthiness. But before we get into that, I just have to give a listener shout out. Oh my goodness. This um, comment in particular just touched my heart completely because I remember recording the series that she talked about. And if you have not listened to the shame series, um, you have to listen to it, sis, because I just remember going through learning about shame in my therapy journey and just how much blame I placed on myself because of the mistakes that I went through. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with the shame series, go listen to part one, part two, and three. If you have time to binge listen to it, I will link those links below. Part one almost took me out uh, when I was like recording it because it was so good. And the revelation that God gave to me about how Adam and Eve walked through shame as well um, when I was reading about it. It's just really good. So make sure you go listen to it. But I definitely want to give a shout out to this listener. Um, the name is Jane, Jay Jones, the artist. Um, and this is what she said. Episode 18, Sis, Wow, Tears and Thank You. I stumbled upon your podcast and episode 18 is my first listen. Everything you were saying on shame is what I've been battling with right now. So blessed and I cannot wait to listen to part two and three. I throw a tincture tantrum with alcohol. I receive God's grace and love and help to walk through this. I am looking into therapy because my negative self-talk can be unreal. I look forward to my healing. Thank you for your transparency cheering you on. Thank you, sis, because, girl, the tincture tantrums, girl, 
that used to be a thing and sometimes it still can be a thing I ain't gonna even lie sometimes I'm like okay god um I'm just upset but more so (laughs) my tantrum tantrums now are me like telling god I'm upset. This is what I'm feeling. I'm really, I'm really mad. Um, my tantra tantrums with him aren't any more of me ignoring him because I used to just ignore him for weeks at a time. Now I, I actually try to at least talk to him. And so when she was talking about the tantra tantrum with alcohol and just how sometimes you can get so mad at guy, you're like, forget it. I'm going to go get drunk. Like I resonate with that (laughs) because that used to be, um, my tantra tantrums, quote unquote, used to be the way I would like try to get guys attention um but it never really helped me it always made me just desire God more because I was so angry and I knew that he was the only reason or the way that I could um get through that so thank you sis for sharing that and if you want to be on the listener shout out go leave a review on Apple iTunes um and also rate the podcast and subscribe if you are not subscribed i would love to have you in the family um i pray for you often and i can't wait for you to subscribe so you just might be on um next week's episode as the listener shout out so make sure you leave a review also follow me on instagram at rosalind renee i love love talking to you all I'm thinking about maybe doing a live series um either me doing a live or doing an IG live tv series one of the two um I'm thinking about maybe talking about shame or like talking about what it looks like to beat yourself up and what on the other side of shame is worthiness so we'll kind of get into that today and join my email list. As I talked about last week, um, I did a time with God challenge um, the last week of November, and it was so good. I'm thinking about doing another time with God challenge in December, especially as we enter into the next year. And I really just want to teach people practically and super simple how time with God doesn't have to be hard. It can be really, really simple. And that most of the time what I've learned is people don't know what to do when they sit in front of their Bibles. They just, I'm like, okay, what do I read? Where do I start? How do I even get value out of this time with God? What do I need to do if I'm like going through a bunch of stuff? Where do I start? And so through my time with God challenge, I was able to teach a um, set of girls how to set up their time with God, what's effective time with God look like. We were able to hold each other accountable. I also taught them how to study the Bible, a quick intro into that, and just share a bunch of resources within tools on how to spend time with God. And so um, if you're interested in that challenge, please, please, please sign up for my email list because I will be doing another one in December. And I really would love for you to be a part of it because you get to have access to me. We have a group chat together. You get to ask me questions, all kinds of stuff. So I just would love to be able to have that with you. Um, It is a small investment of $25 to enter the challenge, but that is to like assist in me paying for all the resources that I use, like my email list and my uh, webinar um, stuff to um, provide that. So that's partially why the investment is that. But also, too, I think people take things more seriously when they make an investment. And I think um, that's helpful to do as well. So, yes, join the Time with God Challenge in December. Um, I will send out information through my email list. So make sure you're part of the email list. Link will be down below. So now we're going to get into um, 
with part two of this worthiness and self-esteem as we took a deep dive into last week. If you have not listened to last week's episode, please go listen to it. I want to walk you through what worthiness for me this year looked like. And I am going to try to really jog my memory of you know, I tell you all the time that I'm not special. I am no different from you, sis. I still, on a daily basis, need God for many things. I think what has changed now is I recognize my authority in the kingdom. And I recognize that the enemy has no attachment to my life through the power of Jesus Christ that dwells inside of me. And so the... Redemption that I feel knowing that I used to feel so bound by depression and anxiety and not to say there aren't times where I feel nervous or anxious about things, but I'm able to really, really impact and change my thought process through the power of prayer, telling, you know, God who he is in my life, reminding him of his power that he has given me and just walking in that authority and reminding myself of who I am. And so many times, like I told you in the last episode, we have not really conditioned our minds to accept God's love because we just want to be, I'm not going to say want to be, but we can almost feel like we're victims of just what we have gone through and not knowing that God has provided literally the tools. It's almost as if God has a feast of food in front of us and we're standing at the edge of the table like, I am so hungry and you don't want to feed me and you don't want to give me the food. And he's like, I provided every resource for you to overcome your hunger. Just eat. And so um, the table of when you imagine a feast in front of you, it's still a behavior change and it's still a choice to eat the food. And so I think that behavior change and that change in routine of what you normally do is not is is a change. And I think that in order to accept that this feast is in front of you and that it's provided is something that I believe God wants us to understand that I provided all the resources. Yes, you're going to go through things. Yes, there are going to be times where you are hungry again. And I have to remind you that I am feeding you to refine you, but I provided every resource for you. And so um, as it relates to shame, you know, low self-esteem and worthiness, now feeling worthy that I am God's daughter, I've just had to process through much of this year, as I reflected on my therapy process, I've had to really more so instead of being stripped last year in 2018 was my stripping where God like just stripped me of every expectation and every thought and everything that I thought I knew. And this year has been application. It's been about, okay, you have this faith, apply it. Okay. You have these goals, here's what you need to do to do it and do it. And so much fear that I have felt from like, well, God, what if I do this and, you know, I fall away from you? That was something I really recognize as like a big fear. Like, I don't want to make the mistake of being like one of the things I, if I'm just being fully transparent, um, you know, I still have an issue sometimes with my mouth. Like sometimes I just say things that just fly off the handle and 
I recognize that my mouth is a tool for the Lord's kingdom because I speak so much about his goodness. But also there are times where I may not say the right thing all the time. And so um, recently, like this has been a recent thought process that God has been like really convicting me on just like my words and the way that my actions portray his image and how that is a change of behavior now. It's like now you understand that you can apply your faith. Now you can understand that you can overcome your internal your internal um, feelings and emotions and you have the power and authority to change that. Now I need you to look at the way that other people see you because you are a representation of me. Not in a way of like, you have to be perfect, Rosalind, but you have to be okay with receiving feedback. You have to be okay with being held accountable. You have to be okay with looking at the way and taking what my image is seriously. Um, And so I think for me, it's been about, you know, just really looking at those areas that I just am like, Lord Jesus, and also being okay with God course correcting. Um, I've heard this term course correct, and the word is only able to my feet and lights to my path, and God directs the God, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And understanding that I have lived in fear of taking certain steps because I've said to myself, God, this is uncharted territory. This is a fearful moment for me of taking this step. Like, how do I know if I open up where I do this thing that, you know, it's not going to lead me astray. And what God has shown me is that, you know, I order your steps because your heart is in me. And that if you were to get off, I will always course correct you. I will always correct you back. And not only that, but those corrections are a means for me to really recognize, which goes to my first point, of me needing God. And so as a means of walking in worthiness, you have to recognize that you need God. Like all this rebellion that we think, oh, I don't need God or I don't don't have to do this with him or that man don't understand or he doesn't get it. Like the Lord gets it. And everybody may not think that, but God understands. You know, I talk about, I pray to God a lot about work sometimes because I'm always thinking about how is my position helpful to, you know, children when they go through so much already. And one thing God has shown me is that your representation and love that you are showing them is an image of me. What if you weren't there? Who would show them that same image? And so it's made me look at the value of, I need God to be my model because I model that to other people. And so in walking in worthiness, it is a means of like understanding you need God. Like you can't, you really can't as a believer do anything without him. You really as a believer can't do without God. And I know there's a lot of things that people, and I even will speak to needing Jesus Christ. I know there's a lot of people who will say, you know, and this is my personal downright belief that you need other outlets to get to God. We just need Jesus. Like, it's just going to be frank. You just need Jesus because that's the that is the only way to get to God. 
and I don't believe in any other outlet. I do believe in if I'm just going to be 100% honest, there are a lot of people who have been hurt by church and have been hurt by, you know, the religious part of churches that have pulled away from the church as a means to um, try to find God and, you know, know God for themselves. And at one point, I feel like that was me, um, to be honest, because I went through a season of time when I was in my early 20s. I will say probably when I was around 22, 23, that I experienced a very um, in my and in my words, I would say an unhealthy relationship, um, not with uh, it wasn't a romantic relationship, it was a mentor relationship. And I had a spiritual um, I would call her a spiritual mom. And I felt so reliant because I was such a babe in my faith. I felt so reliant on her and um, her ability to make decisions for me, quote unquote, that everything that she said, like I leaned on and I didn't take the principles of what she was trying to teach me and take them to God. I used a lot of my um, feelings about, you know, in my in my young self, making a lot of decisions, relying on what she said. And I think that for me, it was hard to pull away from that relationship because it felt like, well, she knows you, Lord. She's older. She is, you know, walking with you. She has to know God. And what I realized was that many of I was so anxious when she wouldn't answer the phone or I was so overwhelmed if she wasn't at my, you know, answering my questions or not available for me to talk to her, that it became a very idle relationship where I idolized her and I put so much clout and weight into what she said. And so I went to a church that she went to and I took the breaking and the and the pull apart of that relationship because at one point God did really separate us. She ended up having to have surgery and she um, wasn't available to talk to me. And I was so broken by that because I felt like, you know, I'm not even going to listen to what my mama say. I'm going to listen to what she said. And I found that I didn't want to continue to go to that church anymore. I pulled away from church because I was like, well, if she's supposed to be this spiritual person as opposed to lead me, why do I feel like I'm so anxious because she's not in my life anymore? And over time, I learned that, especially when I processed that in therapy, that that relationship was a soul tie that was so super unhealthy and it was super I don't want to call it soul tie. It was just unhealthy and I idolized her very much so. And so um, now I recognize that that cycle of when church has hurt us or people in the church have hurt us or when people have Christians, quote unquote, have hurt us because because and if I'm just going to be frank, we don't have a true foundation of our relationship with God, we look at it as the church's fault and I have to go find God my own way. Not to say that that's a bad thing because you do have to find God for yourself and your internal relationship with him, but there is power in the church and the ability to be held accountable and all of those things. But I think, and I'm sorry that this is even coming up because this wasn't in my notes, y'all, but I think that, um, 
because we have to know the word and we have to know our true relationship with God can only come through Jesus. Um, People have put Jesus in a place of not truly being the love and the compassion and the relationship, the friendship, the gentleness, the overwhelming grace um, and love that the church um, that Jesus called us to be and taken it out of context and have condemned people and it has pushed people away from God. And so I think people have felt unworthy of God's love. People have felt unworthy of being God's child. People have felt like, well, if I'm not this, I'm not perfect. God won't accept me. I have to go find it somewhere else. And it's removed so many people from the church. And instead, it's, you know, made us, you know, just often look at people as if they're not a part of God's body. And so not to say we're perfect, not to say that this um, attitude is, you know, not valid, but at the same time, you can only get to God through Jesus. Um, And so... As it relates to me, I have been down that road of questioning God. I have been down that road of, is this even worth it? Is what I'm doing even worth me trying to go after? When I was in college, I was involved in a relationship, and I'm really sharing. Um, I was involved in a relationship where I had a um, boyfriend at the time who was a preacher, and he completely switched Um, And started like talking about, you know, just a lot of stuff as it relates to, you know, it not Christianity not being real, all this kind of stuff. And so it just has it at that time for me early on, I was looking for God and I was searching for him because I just didn't understand how this switch occurred. And so I say all this to say I think all of those experiences tied to a lot of my feelings of unworthiness because I never truly had a genuine, personal, authentic relationship with the father. And to tie my life and to tie all these things together, I realized, yes, Jesus is real. Yes, the redemption of Jesus Christ is real. The blood of Jesus still lives. The blood of Jesus still runs from me. It is real. And there's only one way to God. Um, And so as it relates to that with unworthiness, I needed the Lord. I needed God to redeem me because I just felt like my quote unquote sin God couldn't handle. And I found that when I got stripped, that he was the only one that could redeem me because he was the only one that I allowed once I let him in to strip me. And I think we think Jesus isn't the only one because we're not okay with allowing him to accept our sin and accept that we're imperfect and accept that we make mistakes and accept that we still have triggers that accept that we still have negative thoughts and we still have sinful thoughts, y'all like sinful thoughts. And so 
it's important for me to say this to you because as it means to walk in worthiness, it means that I'm okay with sinning sometimes and making mistakes because, well, I'm not going to say I'm okay with it, but I'm not held bound by my sin. Like I'm redeemed and forgiven. I'm okay with coming to God and saying, okay, I made a mistake. Okay, Lord, I lied. Okay, Lord, I said this, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to be like open with the father, um, to be accepted. So that was a long story from my points of introducing needing God, but I needed God to strip me because I needed him to show me how much I wasn't okay without him, how much I would continue to question and look and not be mentally stable and not be at a point of really accepting what it means to be accepted by him. And so you have to put the Lord first. And the way that I did that was by going to therapy and allowing him to strip me and starting to get planted in my church and starting to be a part of groups where people poured into my heart. And, you know, that took time. It took, you know, it took me being open and vulnerable, but it was necessary So the second thing um, is being humble. And I think that um, in order for me to fully feel like I was accepted by God, I had to be humble enough to know that he was available. Um, We put our feet in the ground most times with the Lord when we try to, you know, not be open. Um, I think that with humility, who that's a just that was just a word that I feel like I had to be okay with. Because with humility, it is a means of knowing that you ain't special, like sis, okay? Like you not special. And it's just hard to feel like, you know, because sometimes we be like, <laughs> I ain't know my worth. Like <laughs> And I'm saying you don't need to know your words, but like just knowing that one of the, you know, most amazing things about God is that he wants to help those who want help. Like Jesus would often say, like, you know, God, I can't even remember off the top of my head, but like people would want help from him. People would say like, Lord, heal me or Lord, come help me. Or, you know, it's wise for you to be humble. You know, humility shows that you fear God. Like I, I fear the Lord. Okay. Because I know I have seen firsthand when my pride has literally not played out right pride will make you look crazy okay pride will make you be like again going back to the table I'm hungry but you're like continuously asking that I've provided for you I want to offer this to you but she won't even see that it's in front of you so the scripture Psalms 25 and 9 says he guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way 
Psalm 149 and 4, for the Lord takes delight in his people, meaning he loves to be in his, he just desires his people. He crowns the humble with victory. So, sis, like, be humble. Be humble enough to receive the love. Be humble enough and know that you're worthy enough to see the love. Okay? Also, I realized in walking in worthiness that it means that perfectionism doesn't exist. Let's just be honest. And mistakes are going to happen. Like you are going to make a ton of mistakes, a ton of mistakes, a ton of mistakes. Um, And I want to go back to that point where I was talking about where I, you know, I used to question God and question him. I don't think that there's anything wrong with questioning um, and asking God questions. I think it's important to know that that's part of your relationship with that's how God teaches you. Um, God is true. What he says is true. What he says is infinite. And what he says is what he says. He doesn't lie. And I think that he allows in relationship with him to be about learning and you learn by making mistakes, which is why I think that I've learned to be okay with, you know, saying, Lord, I just, I don't have it today. Um, God has taught me to be honest with him. He has taught me to say the raw truth about how I feel and cry about it to him. And he provides comfort. Um, I've also learned to not be perfect. It has, it's been challenging, but so much anxiety was tied to me trying to be perfect. So much fear was tied to me trying to be perfect. So much of me not wanting to step out and actually do something was tied to me trying to be perfect. So much of what I thought other people were going to say was tied to me trying to be perfect. So much of me saying no and putting boundaries up was tied to me not, me wanting to be perfect. So much of me speaking up and saying how I truly felt was tied to me not wanting to, to me wanting to be perfect. And really like none of that has anything to do with being perfect. Cause when we see those people who are actually doing those things, we look at them as like, Oh my God, you're so brave. And it's like, because they're willing to make mistakes. You're willing to be shot down. You're willing to be rejected. You're willing to like be okay. And because we have not been taught that that's a part of the process, we look at that as negative and then we blame God. Like, why would you, why won't you allow me to be happy? Or this is, this It's like, you just got to step out, be okay with stepping out. Um, And so walking in worthiness is giving yourself that permission to choose, giving yourself the permission to know like your steps are going to be course corrected. This is one thing I heard. um, I went I went through a training that this lady named Marshawn Evans did. And she said, you know, before you step out and do something, drench it in prayer and go like Ask God, drench it in prayer and ask him and say, God, thank you for course correcting me already along the way. And expect God to do that. And so I think that we have to be okay with allowing God to course correct us and giving ourselves permission to do that. When I was like thinking about that time of God challenge, I was so afraid. 
I was like, people are not going to sign up and then pay for something where I'm teaching them how to spend time with God. Like, I was like, this is not going to work. But I really was at that point where God had been showing me multiple messages about bet on yourself, bet on yourself, bet on yourself. I saw like four different times one day. And I told y'all before, God talks to me in patterns. So I'll see a message over and over and over again and be flooded with it. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just put this out. And let alone, true enough, it sold out in three days. Because I was taking 15 people. And so you just got to give yourself permission. If nobody signs up, if nobody listens, if you get five likes, still put it out there. Don't weigh yourself based upon the opinion of other people. If I were to have done that, I started with zero listens, sis. Zero listens. If I had told myself nobody's going to listen, which I did tell myself that, and just gave my, I did give myself permission to just put out this podcast, you wouldn't even be hearing my voice. And so I think, again, it goes back to just go, even if it's not perfect. I probably have said some stuff on this podcast that probably I don't want to say it wasn't true but just like probably wasn't the best y'all know I say sis on here every other sentence you know it's I'm ta- I'm very I'm from the south I'm country as a mug I use incorrect grammar when I'm talking to you all because I my voice will go to Harvard though when I'm in a professional setting but when I'm just being myself I'm just talking and it's me and so I give myself the permission to Just go and choose. However, know that when you give yourself permission, it will hurt feelings. People will, you know, create their own opinion about whatever you do, but don't care. Don't just don't care. Don't care what they think. Um, Also, additionally, with that, learn to create boundaries. Worthiness taught me that boundaries are necessary. Um, because when I learned about my self-esteem and I learned about my confidence, I don't really allow a lot of people to speak into my life. I have put that baby gate up that I talk about all the time. And I don't really accept a lot of words that people speak into me, speak into my life. Because one thing I will say is if, if, if I don't feel like it's from God or if I don't feel it's confirmed in my heart, I don't receive it. And I will say, like, I don't receive that. Or I will say, I'm not going to let that be spoken over me. Or, um, you know, I don't really tell a lot of my ideas to people. I'm real sensitive about what I share personally with people. I have put boundaries up because I know for me in the past, I have used to, again, going back to that point, sought out for every other thing because I wasn't confident. So I would seek validation from other people. Because I was like, everybody else has the answer but me, so I must go find it from somebody. Instead of sitting down and taking the time to allow God to speak to me. Um, Doesn't always happen that way because sometimes God will use his children to speak to me. I'm really particular about who that is. And I pray pray immensely about the relationships I have in my life. Um, And I truly ask God, like, you know, who is supposed to be here? Like, if they're not supposed to be here, God, you got to tell me something. And I'm really, really particular about that. Um, and so, again, it's about progression, not perfection. 
you got to know that just progress. Don't feel like you got to be perfect. Like the disciples weren't perfect. Jesus walked, I mean, Jesus walked on water and Peter fell into the water while he was walking with him. He walked with Jesus and then denied him. And Jesus knew he was going to deny him. Like, it's not about being perfect, sis. It's just about you understanding that you are worthy enough of being God's daughter because he created you. He created you to be his child and son, because I know I have some male listeners. So I don't know if I could ever say, bro, bro sis like that to me just doesn't sound the same i'm still gonna say sis so to all my male listeners i'm so sorry you're just gonna have to take on the role as bro sis or or sis no don't worry about it just you're my brother in christ okay moving on um And then also, lastly, along with boundaries, um, using the pain that I experienced in certain situations for a purpose. Sometimes we can sit so much in our pain that we we allow um, the pain of a situation to just keep us bound. When I talk about that relationship that drove me out of church, um, I was very nervous to step back into a church. I was nervous. It even still is an adjustment for me because sometimes I, because at one point, like I said, I wasn't going to a church. Um, I had gotten so used to the routine of like on Sundays, I sit and I watch the sermon from the guy that I used to go to church to in Nashville. And I got so used to just taking notes and like that being my church, like Bedside Baptist, sis, that when I did go back, Baptist girl what is going on and when I did finally get physically in a church it was intimidating it was like all these people are so happy and they keep giving me hugs and they're talking about how much being planted in a church helped them that I was like ah girl I mean yeah there's sometimes when I'm busy I get back used to my routine of like okay girl I'm gonna watch church from the laptop but but the benefit that I have experienced from being in the church has been the people the connections I have met some of my greatest friends being planted and connected in a church and so um the reason I say that especially for my people who are going through that um change of like you know knowing that you want to, um, you know, find a different church home, you know, drench that in prayer. Don't leave. Don't take the thing about um, leaving the church as a means to leave God. Like if ultimately that's where you're at, don't take that as a point that God's not still available to you because there are some churches that may not be doing, you know, the most um, godly thing, but at the same time, you are still his child and he wants you and Jesus is still is still your savior. Um, and so I just say that to say, like, be mindful of that, because it's been something that I've noticed over the last couple of weeks has kind of, you know, been some conversations I've had with people. And um, there's value in that. There's value in staying the course. There's value in understanding that Christ is still our savior. Um, just stay on the path and don't give up on him. 
and and God if that's where you are is what I'm saying. And so don't take the pain and you don't take the pain and sit in it. Utilize it for a purpose because you have Holy Spirit and there's still purpose in the pain. God, I've been so one of the things that I'm studying, y'all, is trials and tribulations because I just I just need God to kind of help me understand why he uses trials and tribulations for glory to him. I have never studied this before, and I'm just in the beginning stages of it. But what I've realized is that God utilizes trials to, I'm going to try not to be super spiritual, but God uses trials and the pain that trials produce as a means to pull out that what he doesn't want in us going into our next season so he'll he'll allow those he'll allow those trials to allow the things that are not very pretty in us to come to the surface so that he can refine and pull out those things and when we stay on the course with God through the trial we develop this character that it produces in us a patience with God it produces in us a um, ability to desire the Lord. It produces in us this perseverance to push through. It produces in us character to sustain that when we get the blessing or we get to where we're going to, we don't forget who brought us out before. And I think that reminds me of when Jesus, right before he went to the wilderness, he was baptized And so there was a sense of glory that, you know, was upon him, but he immediately went into the wilderness. And so we can be in a place of, you know, happiness and at a point where we experience God and then we go into a wilderness season and we forget. But the funny thing about it is when Jesus left the wilderness and he was immediately tested by the enemy, the enemy brought so much to his mind. But what Jesus did was he glorified God. He was able to withstand the tests that were before him because of the test that was behind him. And I think that because he could have used the wilderness as a point of saying, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. I should listen to what, you know, the devil is tempting me to do. I should listen to what is tempting to me to do against God. But Jesus remembered who brought him out of the wilderness so much so that he utilized scriptures. He was equipped to fight. He was able to withstand. He was able to remember and he could sustain the blessing of what God was bringing him to because he went through that pain. And so I think that I have recognized for myself that the pain of going through therapy was attached to you all. It was attached to this podcast. It was attached to the byproduct of now I feel like my message in life is Christians should go to therapy. Now, I may not be preaching the same message at 50, but, you know, for now, it's, 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 it's what it is. And so it was my pain was attached to a purpose. I could have quit therapy. I could have been like, why is this important? Because there were many times I was like, Lord, why is this important? But at the end of the day, it drove me to a place where I glorify God for those painful times because 
it taught me that sitting in feelings is is okay. Like it's okay for you to sit in feelings. It's okay for you to have a moment. It's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to sometimes vent. It's okay for you to not have great days. It taught me the value of not being perfect. It taught me the value of, you know, every day ain't going to be the best, sis. You know, it taught me the value of You know, when I'm knocked down to get back up, it taught me the value of fasting because there were so many times where it was like, okay, I'm going through a lot. I need to get quiet and fast Um, because I I knew and I when I went through my season of being stripped, fasting was my only way of really hearing God truly like really closely. So when I was in a season where I felt like I couldn't hear God, I knew what to do. I knew what to do outside of that painful place. Because I knew I never wanted to get back to a point to where I couldn't hear the Lord. So I had gained the tool. I had gained momentum. I had gained perseverance to push through and use that pain for a purpose to not only use it for myself, but to share it with others. Like sharing a routine about how to effectively spend your time with God was a byproduct of my pain because there were many times where it's like, I don't know what to do when I sit with you, Lord. And so I just had to push through the process to then teach it to somebody else. And so you got to recognize that that domestic violence relationship or that mental abuse or that abortion or that, um, you know, all these things or the addition to alcohol, like, you know, you know, we all talking about, I mean, not we all, but, you know, we're in that culture of people talking about driving the boat because men the stallion talking about driving the boat. Like, you know what I'm saying, sis? Like, it's a thing. So I say all that to say, like, use your your pain for a purpose and be okay with God utilizing that. I would not say use the pain for the purpose. You may not realize the purpose because I know people say, like, what's my purpose in life? Sis, you may not know right now. And that's totally 100% fine if you don't know. But don't allow the anxiety, don't, don't allow the depression, don't allow the unforgiveness, don't allow the feeling of unworthiness and low self-esteem make you feel like God has forgotten about you because he hasn't. You just may need to take some steps and let him lead you. Um, and as he's leading you, even if while he's leading you, you still feel this way, allow him to teach you the truth of his heart towards you. And the truth of what he truly feels towards you. Because he loves you with an unmovable love that is beyond words. Beyond words. And it wouldn't be a thing if he didn't die for it. He wouldn't have died if he knew we weren't going to be wavy in our face sometimes. Um, I'm going to tag below the crazy, crazy faith series for you to listen to because I think it's beneficial. The Michael Todd has been talking about crazy faith and it's just about we have to trust God and we have to trust what he's doing in our lives and be believing that he knows what we're doing or he knows our hearts and he knows what he's doing. So that's all I have for you today in walking in worthiness. I'm pretty sure I have more stuff related to this. Um, please make sure you go listen to the shame series. I will link it below. And I will also list um, link the crazy face series by Michael Todd. Um, it has blessed me over the last couple of weeks. And I know it will bless you as well.
Um, if you're listening to this, I'm in Puerto Rico, sis, probably having a mojito and honeymooning with my husband all over again because it's my baby and he's 30. <laughs> Anyways, I love you all. We will talk soon and y'all have a good one. All right. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.